This is Tara Callaway, the queen of the dinosaurs and founder of Dropkick Depression, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially after you take your second week off in a little under five years. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is just kind of a random episode. We'll we'll get into it, though. Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trinity Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Also, I'm your host, Justin Summers, and the only one here today. You can check out Wrestling Cheers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, Cheers at gmail.com, and we don't have a merch store anywhere like i said this is a kind of a a random episode this is me wanting to put out something i think as a whole i've just been very like busy got a lot of stuff going on and i've kind of been dragging my feet with some of this stuff about the podcast i've think i've mentioned it here before how you know there is a expiration date for wrestling cheers and we're not there yet but I'm kind of, kind of dragging my feet to there. There's a part of me that literally wouldn't want to pull the plug now, but I got some stuff lined up and I, I can't do it just yet. So I know I've been trying to get some interviews. There's one wrestler in particular I have not heard back from, and they are somebody that I kind of want the next interview to be. And then I haven't reached out to anybody else. I mean, I have some people in mind, but how I do interviews is I, I do want so much of a head notice so I can listen to other interviews that that particular wrestler has been on and, you know, kind of study. Haven't been able to or haven't had a long enough time to do that. So I know we're about to have a pretty good stretch of AIW episodes coming up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work a little harder to get some interviews in. I do. There's other like episodes that I want to do episode ideas, different formats. I mean, we're not, we're not that far away from episode 300 and I have something in mind for 300, but I have to get to 300 by a certain date for it to work. And in order to do that, I'm gonna have to have bonus episodes. So that'll make up for uh, the two weeks I've missed, you know, just this year. Yeah. I think, I think I almost need like three bonus episodes. I'd have to do the math again, but I know got something in mind, have it lined up or have a recording lined up. And I want that recording to be close to episode 300 to where I'm able to release like it the next week as 300. So there's that. I did have a little independent wrestling trip. I took a three day weekend. My first vacation day I've used in a, like a year and a half. 
I want to say. My first non-holiday three-day weekend since... Actually, when I did that, it was a four-day weekend, but my wedding, because I took Friday and Monday off for that weekend. So, like, it was really needed. So, me and my wife, we went to the Mahoney Drive-In for the two-day LVAC shows. And the thing is, like, I was, like, looking up hotels and Airbnbs in the area, and it's kind of, like, in the middle of nowhere. But there is, like, some stuff not that far away from, but, like, nothing, like, a big city or even like a decent sized smaller city to where there would be a ton of hotels but I've, i looked up certain stuff and i just couldn't afford it so the option we took was to camp out for two days literally two extra dollars per day per person so eight extra dollars to spend the night and technically because they didn't even check us like we could have not paid it and they didn't give us the wristband that they were supposed to give us but yep we set up a shop, set up a, a tent. It was actually the first time I've ever set up a tent. It was the first time I've ever really went camping. Like closest thing I ever did to camping growing up was a friend of mine's dad had like a trailer at a campground. And yeah, that was like pretty much it. I don't think I've ever, oh no, I did do camping once. The, I was thinking like campgrounds type thing, but I did do a time or two where we did camping at our church one of the churches I went to growing up and like the last night of vacation Bible school, or the, the Friday of, of that week, we had like a big thing where we had a cookout picnic, whatever. And then at night there were tents set up and like, if the kids wanted to, they slept in the tents. So it was like camping, but not really camping type thing. So definitely the first time in my adult years, never set up a tent in my life. I'll openly admit I did have to call my in-laws and the, my brother-in-law was the one because we actually we borrowed their actually they actually ended up giving it to us but we uh, initially borrowed their tent in one of the sleeping bags so all we had to do was like go go out and buy another sleeping bag which is w what we did and then later we were told that we could just keep it but end up having to call them and my brother-in-law explained because I was there's like so much that I could figure out like, like with the poles and everything like there's certain stuff that made sense but it didn't because there was like something I was missing. Uh, my wife FaceTimed her brother and showed him what we were dealing with. And he was like, oh, that's where this is where you, you messed up. And as soon as he said it, it was, it was like, OK, that makes sense. I don't know how to explain it. Kind of like how the poles are supposed to go in, go in these certain spots on the corner. And I thought they were supposed to go through these hoops, which were actually for the the ground spikes. So once we were explained where the ends of the poles went like that, Made total fucking sense. So there was that part of it. The whole camping experience. I will say I did enjoy it. The only thing that sucks is I'm I'm kind of old. I really like my own bed and all that. But obviously like, or even just like, I like a bed in general. But I was like, okay, like this, like I have to deal with this to not pay so much money for a hotel or Airbnb or whatever. Which I was, I was like, okay, fine. I'll suck it up. I'll make this quote sacrifice. But man, just like sleeping on the ground sucks. Cause like I said, all we had was sleeping bags. Um, having kind of a small area to like work with. It's only like a two person tent, like a regular standard size tent. Like getting in and out of that thing kind of sucked. But fun nonetheless. I was happy to be home on Sunday and lay in my bed. But like during the day there, there was nothing to do. Just kind of hang out. Cause like the only day we were fully there was from Friday night to Saturday night. So yeah. 
set Saturday, we did end up like going to Walmart and a regular grocery store and then like to get some food because we didn't have like regular food. We kind of just had certain snack stuff for the movies. And even with all this, like another reason why we did the camping thing was because we were allowed to bring my dog Zool. Didn't have to have anybody come and watch her. Instead, like we have like our two cats, Brownie and Dexter, but they're cats and we're only on like a handful of days. They eat dry food, kind of like loaded them up with dry food in their bowls, even put out some extra bowls. We have a few things of water sitting out and one, like one of them in our like guest bathroom or hallway bathroom is like a water fountain and has like a good size tank. Only Dexter likes using it. And then for the other one in our bedroom bathroom, we always have like a little bowl of water for him because that seems to be what he prefers. But we took Zul's big water bowl that has a big water bottle or water jug, whatever you want to call it, like connected to it. And we put that on our bathroom counter. So we knew like, boom, he could drink from there. We could have left it on the ground, but it was like, eh, like this was his, his, his spot to drink. So we just change it of what he's drinking out of and he can still at least go to a spot so there's all that so Zul coming with us meant like if we left the campground she was coming with us for the drive and you know technically campground which is like the back end of the property but if we left she had to come with us and if we went into a store somebody had to stay in the car Amanda was fine with staying in the car so I went in and did stuff, looked for stuff at Walmart that we forgot or like just flat out didn't think of. Then I did go to a local grocery store because I really wanted a treat. Last year when Pat from Pod Van Dam went there, he brought me home some a treat, but he only brought me one flavor and it was the white birch beer and I honestly didn't like it. So I was like, okay, I got to try these other flavors because to me, a treat kind of seems like Eastern Pennsylvania's Fago, or maybe Philadelphia Fago would be a one way to put it. I don't know how far a treat goes out. And I feel like it's kind of spot on. There are some similar flavors, but there are some that are, that are different. Like I've, I've only tried two so far. One was called big blue. That, that was very good. And the other one is sarsaparilla, which is a root beer like drink comes from the, or traditionally, you know, the, the flavor comes from the sarsaparilla plant, if I'm correct when I looked it up earlier. But I, I would compare it to root beer. Close, but not identical. And it was different. Not bad. I think I prefer root beer, but I think if I'm ever in the area again, or if anybody wants to send me any, like, I would I would take sarsaparilla. That's a nice little uh, treat. No pun intended. And then there's some other flavors we have, there's like some Mike and Ike flavors. One's a strawberry. And then I was told there is another one, but the only one at the store that I went to was strawberry. Uh, that's on the list to, to be tried. And there's a grapefruit one, which I think technically maybe is a Fago flavor. Cause I think that's squirt, which is Fago's like, I think it's called 60, 40. But then again, I think there's more than grapefruit. I don't know, but I went made sure. And like, I hooked myself up with uh, a treat. Uh, and then, yeah, that was the, that's like that, that part of, uh, this story. Mahoning drive-in as a whole is, uh, pretty fun. If they weren't so far away, like literally five and a half hour drive for, uh, for me, 
a little bit less coming back, especially on a Sunday because there was uh, some construction traffic on a Friday. Not horrible, but still took a little bit of time. But yeah, if they were closer and had some like really cool double features that I liked, like like enough to drive five and a half hours there and potentially camp out again, because I think that is a common thing. Like you can camp out there the night before or the night of not night before and like leave the next morning. And normally, unless you're there for more than one day, like you got to be out by noon. And that's something I did. Like I was kind of worried about because it's like I'm fucking out of town. You can't just kick me out at noon and then be like, all right, you know, go back out and wait. Cause I didn't want to pack everything fucking up, but yeah, we didn't, didn't have to. So that was great. But uh, it's definitely an experience that if you get a chance, check out the documentary about the Mahoney drive-in. I want to say it used to be on Amazon. I'm Googling it right now of where you can find it streaming. You could buy it there. I know that didn't buy it, but I kind of looking back like maybe I should have. It is currently streaming on Tubi, and then you can you can purchase it digitally too. I did see that you can now buy it on Amazon Prime, so I'm, I'm guessing it's available other places too. I think it was a Sunday when I seen it, and I want to say I watched it like on a football Sunday when the Browns were playing, and I had an, had some time to kill, and I was just like flipping through stuff through, on streaming, and I came across I saw one that said like at the drive-in, and that's what it's called. So I was like, oh, I like drive-ins. Let's let's check this out. And like it talked about the Mahoney drive-in. It was kind of around the time they like switched from being a regular drive-in to being like a special feature type drive-in and playing older movies and all that kind of fun stuff. So I highly recommend it. But after watching that documentary, I, I really wanted to go. And th- there's something about it where watching the documentary and getting kind of a feel for what it was like there, just like in general, the area to where when we were setting it up, I just looked around. I was like, yeah, this is, this is it just because of how the landscape is uh, in that particular area. You're in a, it feels like you're in like this little Valley. So yeah, I would suggest anybody who is a fan of drive-ins or like some of the movies that they show, let's like, go there. So like, like I said, like that was kind of a, a bucket list thing for me. And then you know, a handful of years ago when LVAC started doing shows there, it was like, oh, that's a two for one. I like a lot of the talent LVAC uses. So it'd be really cool to go to one of their shows and be able to also go to the drive-in. Couldn't go last year because I had just started my current job and I was working every other Saturday. And I want to say that fell on my Saturday. And I couldn't do both days because... I didn't have vacation days at the time, so I was like, it's, I want to go, but I can't. Then other years, like, I don't remember exactly why, why. So I think one year was like money and the other stuff. The other year, I don't, I don't remember. But as soon as I heard the date of when it was supposed to be, I basically made plans to go. Didn't officially get off until literally the Friday before, but I knew getting the day off wasn't going to be a big deal for me. And my wife took off that Friday, like, soon as i found out and i told her like let's do this and blah 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 blah. And there was there was another reason why we were both going i had a list in my head of there were three wrestlers that if they were there would make the trip worth it but there was two in particular that were like if they're there still worth it i was thinking like should i make that suspenseful on who it was but no i will explain it it was jeff cannonball and tara calloway 
Now I figured like knowing like other LVAC shows like, okay, Jeff, Jeff will probably be there. Like he'll be booked. Tara might not be, but she seems to go to a lot of his bookings. So she might just be there. So once I got confirmation that Jeff was going to be there, like boom, trip's worth it. We were really excited about it. And I made sure that I hit up Tara. Actually, as soon as like Jeff, like he quote tweeted, uh, his match graphic or one of his match graphics, I tagged Tara in my, my reply tweet and said, Hey, do you want me to bring any Fago? Cause she loves Fago. Same as, same as Jeff, but I know, you know, Jeff's on, on his little diet, but he is like, he does take some, uh, cheat days in here and there. So she said she wanted root beer. Like, I know that's her favorite. And, uh, she also asked for Arctic sun and I made sure before we left, we went to Mark's and if you're not from this area, like, I don't know how, far out marks goes but it's definitely like a northeast ohio chain and they're like the best place to find fago but their selection can vary like i knew i can find root beer root beer is like one of the most popular flavors like i think if they're still selling it there's a speedway down the road for me that sells a few flavors of fago and like root beer is like always there so i knew root beer is going to be easy to get i knew that that marks was going to have it but like arctic sun i'm like eh, maybe maybe not I explained I like can't guarantee it, but I will look for it. So when I go in there, right, like literally right before we officially left out, because, you know, we had everything packed, but we had to make this stop along with fully filling up before heading out. But went in there, saw that they had root beer. Then I kept like looking around before I officially grabbed anything. I ended up getting our uh, eight pack, which side note, they don't, Fago's not selling 12 packs anymore. They're, they're selling eight packs. I thought that was kind of weird, at least. The ones at my mark marks all their packs were eight packs, and I was I was I was getting cans for that. Then I noticed Arctic Sun. Grabbed a two liter of that. I don't think I've ever seen Arctic Sun in a can. They probably have it, but I'd always see it in bottles. And then I seen, if you know me, one of my current favorite flavors, Fago Firework. They had I think five smaller bottles, and I just grabbed them all. Then on my way out, I grabbed uh, two smaller bottles of root beer for, but. You know, hooked her up with that, but I thought that was kind of fun. Finding my flavor. So, yeah, Jeff and Tara were a a decent part of us going or making it completely worth it. I was going to go no matter what. And I was I was extremely pleased with it. Other thing about the drive in that I, I, I like I wasn't really told about. If you know enough about me, I love physical media, you know, VHS tapes, vinyl records, even cassette tapes and CDs. And when I walked in their concession stand, they had a TV playing, oddly enough, WrestleMania 12 main event, which was my 10th birthday with my two favorite wrestlers. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it was like really towards the beginning. But like on both sides of the TV, there was these shelves of VHS tapes and they were for sale by donation. Ended up picking up stuff the, the second night. And what's crazy enough is like I only picked up one VHS and my wife grabbed like five. I picked up uh, Major League 3 because I don't own a copy of it, but I own a copy of 1 and 2, both on DVD. And I really want to revisit 3 because I don't think 3 is that bad. I've once before, many times before, likened it to Home Alone 3. Home Alone 1 and 2 and Major League 1 and 2 are like definitely the best two of the franchise. And I think both of them on both sides, it's like I like them equally. Like Home Alone 1 and 2 about the same and same with major league one and two, but three for both franchises is like it to me. It's just a step down. Like, are they bad movies? No, 
with the Home Alone franchise, they got way worse. And when I revisited Home Alone 3, like, I thought it had some merit to it. And it wasn't horrible. And it's been a long time since, like I said, I've watched Major League 3 that I need to revisit it and see if that's how I still feel about it. But I, I, there are way worse sequels out there. The problem is the one and two for both of the franchises were so good. But yes, I picked up Major League 3. And they also had um, some crates of vinyl. Nothing that I liked. I think that's the thing about vinyl. Like right now, like they're, some is worth money. And you just can't have like random records out, especially as something like this where like a lot of people go to, like it's going to be quote pick through. I only went through half of their crates because they had half on the table, half like under the table. And I wasn't in the mood of like grabbing each crate out and looking through them. So I just did the ones on the table. I kept coming across Neil Diamond records, which I'm not a huge Neil Diamond fan. I like one song for sure by him. And I've loved it since like my teenage years. And that's uh, Love on the Rocks, which I like it because it was in like a David Spade movie. I can't remember the name of it, but like I know there's a whole like Neil Diamond thing of those movies, which I'm going to try to Google real quick. Oh, yeah. The movie was Lost and Found. I need to revisit that movie and see if it's also <laughs> any good. It's probably not. It's like 1999 and it's like a romantic comedy. But I, when I was going through them and I'd find any Neil Diamond records, I was like, if I find the album that has Love on the Rocks on it, I'll buy it. None of them had Love on the Rocks on it. So I was like, oh, not buying them. I think that they did have some CDs, too. I looked through, like, part of them and I was like, yeah, kind of going to be the same thing as the records, like anything worth having. I'm not saying I was, like, looking for anything for worth. It's just, like, maybe something that I would like. Like, I don't think I was going to like a lot of the hardcore, obscure stuff, and especially, like, with CDs. Like, there are a lot of CDs that just aren't that good like certain compilation albums and stuff like that. So that, I remember just looking through all that stuff, like nothing like spoke to me. Another thing that I, I really liked about Mahoning, and it, if you're from Northeast Ohio and you've gone to at least some of our drive-ins, at least two of them that I've been to, um, I'm used to like the, the whole line thing was the same where you can grab like certain candy and they have things of popcorn made for you and you just grab it and all this kind of stuff. But normally like the, some of the more traditional food, your hamburgers, your pizza, anything like that, like they have to make for you. And normally you walk up to somebody and say like, hey, or, you know, the person that's like there in line serving, you say like, I would like to get a, like to order pizza. Because I know one of the ones I go to, they do do a pizza thing. And for that one, it, it makes more sense. But let's say even like I want a hamburger, I want a chicken strip combo of chicken strips and fries. Yeah, normally they put those down for you. Like they throw them in the fryer and everything, especially like they have this like really good s'mores dessert. My local ones do. And I love s'mores. Uh, but with this one, I, I walked up to the person and said like, hey, I, you know, I want was actually two chicken strip baskets. And she was like, oh, like you can go grab them from over here. And there were these chest like things that had um, windows on top. And normally around here, like those are freezers. But here they were to keep things warm. And that's where you just, you know, you just grab the, the baskets out or your, your the hamburgers out and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, it's not, sorry, it's just not what I'm used to. So I, th I thought, I thought that was cool. All right. As for the show, I only missed one match. That was the opening match for Friday, which had uh, Jeff Cannonball and it was a tag match because by the time I got there, got there a little later than I wanted, but like we were setting up the tent and like, that's when the show started. And I heard later that they started the show earlier than they should have. So if they would have started it probably around the time they 
wanted to, or the time they should have, I, I wouldn't have missed it. Uh, I'm not going to do a review of the show just because it's not on IWTV yet. I was contemplating on having this as an episode of here's the results of the show. But number one, I didn't, I didn't take any notes, didn't tweet out any results, but I could, I could, I could talk about some things about the show as a whole. Uh, Smart Mark Gary was there first time seeing Smart Mark Gary in Pennsylvania. So I, th- I thought that was cool. I don't know if he got a kind of kick out of it. Talked a little bit on both nights. First time seeing Joe Sposto sends Mount Carmel. Got my picture with him because like I never, I was never into Chikara. And I, I knew that what he was, that's what he was from. And I didn't, I think at the time wasn't following him on Twitter and all this kind of stuff. So like, I just didn't talk to him. I look at it kind of like there's a Mitch Hedberg joke that I've, I've quoted a little bit lately about how he did a movie with Peter Frampton, but like he didn't really know much about Peter Frampton's work. So he would have to ask questions like, do you like toast too? Cause he wanted to uh, like avoid anything about directly of Frampton. So that's why, like, I never really talked to Joe or had any pictures with him. And this being the first time in many years, it's like, you know, got to get a picture. First time seeing the boar since Hey Yo. I really like the tag team of him and Erica Lee. Gummy boar was the first time meeting Erica Lee. I will say, like, there were people that I started getting into whenever that, like, that last little bit of Chikara happened. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to start from the beginning of the season because I think the first two episodes we did on the uh, old version of IWTV Guide and reviewed it. So I was like, okay, like I'll get into this stuff. And Erica Lee's character was one of them that I was like keeping my eye on. Cause like, all right, I want to see what she does. Cause I kind of liked that Donna Rana character they were doing with her. Same thing with uh, formerly known as Molly McCoy, now known as Shay McCoy. I was keeping my eye on her too. You know, I still I still hope to this day that both of them can get to Ohio. I know Shay and now Weber Hatfield did do Mega, but I forget what was going on that day to where I didn't go. I know I had something, I just can't remember. But I like I like to see I like to see the outfielders come back to Ohio and I like to see the gummy boar come to Ohio. I think with gummy boar, like imagine you no know, gummy boar versus the production. Derek and Ziggy, like, oh, that, I think that would be a banger and it needs to happen. AIW, enjoy somewhere, especially like seeing people book the boar. Uh, this was also my first time getting, actually, let me uh, back that up. This was my first time getting to experience Sidney Bacabella when I knew who he was. Technically, he did the Cleveland Shikara show that I went to. But I didn't know who he was. So like going back and like watching that not too long ago, or at least watching like part of it, I was like, oh, like Sidney Bacabella was there and had a part on the show. But I he wasn't anybody to me at that point. So when I went back and watched uh, or I was trying to starting to watch Takara, I really liked the pairing of Sidney Bacabella. And was it was it Tasher Hatfield at the time or was it a very good professional? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Dasher Hatfield. But I love that pairing i love the story that they were kind of telling with him so getting to experience him was, uh again in person and now actually like really get to appreciate it was great i, I do have a, a new favorite not the favorite but like a team that i like that uh, i didn't know who they were and that's spf south philly's finest uh, a nice kind of italian gimmick but obviously being south philly is that like italian part of uh 
Philly. Not a hundred percent sure there, but I thought um, they were really cool. I could see them fitting in really well with someplace like old wrestling, put them with Gino DeCapo and, you know, maybe if he decides to come back, Bruno, just for an appearance, I think it'd be great. Obviously too, like getting to see a lot of the, or some of the older Chikara people in matches. There's, there's a lot going on there. And I think if the LVAC too was like closer, just as much as, you know, Mahoney drive in, or I live closer to them that I would, I would go more. I think I've heard people like make the AIW comparisons and like, I, I don't feel it a hundred percent, but then again, I, I went to a outdoor show and it's probably not the same when they do like a less hang, hang out and uh batch the brewery and stuff like that. Like maybe those are a little different and what sucks too, like, because we were, we were there live with Zul, like Zul can be a little weird out in public. Like, I mean, she loves people, but she can get territorial against other dogs, but it's not like she attacks them. It's just like she wants to kind of be around them, but like her being around them is like bullying them a little bit. So like I had to keep her like on a short leash and she would want to kind of like dart towards other dogs or like maybe people with food. So there were definitely times I wasn't paying attention because I was like trying to like straighten her up because partially too, like she was going like under my chair and I was like, or maybe she'd get stuck. There was like, there was a picture of like Alf, Alf from TV was, was there. I didn't remember that happening. I even commented on uh, like Pam's quote tweet of it. Like, oh, like sucks that I missed it. I'm like, I was there and I fucking missed it. So I thought it happened in the first match that I completely missed. And there in the picture, you could see me and Amanda sitting and we're like looking at each other. So there was something going on and I had to be just like, not we got in a fight or something, but our, we weren't paying attention to the match and Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to my phone, so I'm, I'm guessing it had something to do with how Zul was acting. Um, Delirious was great. Uh, if you watch it on IWTV, he did have a little moment with Zul when he first came out, so I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, when, it, when it hits IWTV. Big Dan Champion was great, too. Uh, you know, I've experienced him at AIW, and getting to experience, like, the LVAC version was great, because, like, he was loved, NAIW, and he came to, or I should say, I came to this show knowing, like, he's kind of a bad guy here. So seeing like that was was fun too. A lot of other people that I would be keeping my eye out on and seeing if I see more of them, because that's one thing that I do love with independent wrestling is just going out and experiencing new territories, seeing new people. Because I mean, AIW, it's most of the same people, and like, there's a lot of like great talent that comes through AIW. And I do love it, but that's also like why I go to Ohio Championship Wrestling, which is not necessarily on the same level, but they do put on a good product. But it also has like other people that I won't find at AIW. And that's how I like how I would see Ethan right before he showed up in AIW and a bunch of other people. So seeing like people in different motions, it's like one reason why I went to OWA or Unsanctioned Pro. Cause like, like when I went to the big Starks brand show. I, I felt like a talent scout, but not like I'm looking for talent for AIW. It's like, I'm looking at talent that might not be ready for something like AIW, but maybe they will in a year or two. Like Jeffrey John was at AIW show not that long after I went. So I was able to appreciate that spot because I had seen him before. Like he wasn't just like some random dude. So it was, it was the same thing with LVAC of just going out there, 
and seeing new people. And in a way too, there is a Chakara like about LVAC. And I don't know if that's supposed to be like the current successor to Chakara. Like it's not hundred percent the same thing, but you got a lot of the same talent and like the same feel of the show. There was still some like storyline stuff that they did that I didn't necessarily understand. And I, this is where I, there's a part of me that likens LVAC to old wrestling to where like, I, I don't understand certain storyline stuff, but there were things that were told between the two days that I could understand or certain things that happened on Friday was explained in a way that I would understand of why it's happening. So all in all for me, great weekend, a nice little weekend away. Got to see friends shout out to, you know, Adam van, Tim Taylor, Kenny from the mystery men, and definitely all the wrestlers that I mentioned. I definitely had a blast attending the show uh, as well as just like spending the whole weekend at the Mahoning camping was interesting. Would I do it again? Maybe this time it'll depend on the movies that were uh, played. The movies that were advertised were the wrestler and a mystery movie and then running man and Scorpion King. And honestly, we went to bed during both second movies. I'd never seen running man. Did enjoy it. Um, wanna, I want to watch it again because I was like, I, I'll admit I was kind of like preoccupied during the movie because I was like posting pictures on Instagram and Facebook of all the pictures that I had taken with wrestlers that day. But I was still like following along with the movie. And like I said, I, I did enjoy it. I already seen the wrestlers. It was a nice revisit to that movie. I was so tired when Scorpion King started that I was like, screw it. I haven't seen one and two of the mummy in a long time. So I was like, I won't have full appreciation of this. Like I'd rather sit down and rewatch one and two. Cause like, I think I seen both of them once maybe. And that was around the time that they came out. And everybody says like Scorpion King was so bad. I was like, I'm just not in the mood for this. And I'm really tired. I'm going, let's go to bed. And then the surprise movie was a mockumentary that I'd never even heard of. It was Grunt, the wrestling movie, came out in 1985. And like just scrolling through the IMDb right now, like I, there was like nobody that I knew in the movie. But with that playing when it did much, a little like Scorpion King, I was also like tired. So I was like, I'm just, I need to go to bed. So with the, I know with the mystery movie, I wasn't going to make a decision until I had seen what the movie was going to be because they didn't announce it at all. Like it was a mystery up until they started playing it and like right before it, they showed a, a trailer because this is actually kind of cool thing too they did a lot of like retro trailers before both uh both movies on every night so that was kind of cool but like right before it, they played no holds barred and i was like i know they've done this before but if this is like the surprise one i'm gonna want to stay up for it once i saw that it was a movie called grunt i immediately went to imdb looked it up i was like i don't know what this is fuck it let's go to bed <laughs> so yeah want to give a huge shout out to uh, Jeff and Tara again. Something that I I didn't mention. And like, if you know me and you know my wife, like she's not a huge wrestling fan. Like not like me, definitely. Like in my office, like I have so many like wrestling figures on the wall and like, you know, have a huge stack of eight by tens and wrestling shirts. And obviously I have this podcast. So like really wrestling is a huge part of my life. And with her, it's if there's anything in professional wrestling that she can get attached to, she likes, which I mean, it sounds obvious, like, but 
being someone who's not a fan and can, there's like parts of it that she's like, Ooh, like I really like this person for me. That's like a good sign. Like she loves Britt Baker. We love Britt Baker in this household, but with Britt, my wife's a dental assistant, Britt's a dentist. So like, she thought that was really cool. Another person she really likes is, or at least at the time was Alley Cat. She hasn't really experienced Alley Cat yet, but nonetheless, like she liked Alley Cat. She also really liked Tara from like the, that whole just dinosaur gimmick. So that became like one of the like wrestlers like she followed on social media. And also too, that like she has, you know, dropkick depression and my wife has depression. So like she just thought Tara was amazing. So two years ago, almost I interviewed Tara, which still it's like to this day was like absolute perfect timing. Her being able to step in at the last minute to fill in for smart Mark Sterling. And she didn't even know that like he was supposed to be on that week and all this kind of stuff. Like just, ah, just perfect timing. Um, after we were recording, I called my wife in now wife. Oh shit. We weren't even, no, we were engaged. I was like, we weren't even engaged then, but no, no, we were engaged. We got engaged in 2019. So in 2020, when this happened and we definitely engaged, but I called her in, gave her my headphones and like put her in front of the mic. And like, she got to talk to Tara for the first time. When we, when I, when, when I got the headphones and microphone back and Amanda left the room, Tara was like, oh, what's her shirt size? Like I'll, I'll send her some like free stuff, which like she obviously like, didn't have to do, but she offered. So I was like, yeah, okay. So like I DM'd her uh, our address and our shirt and uh, her shirt size. Tara, Tara never sent it. Now I figured she probably forgot, but the way I look at it is I have trouble reminding somebody about that because it's like you offered to give me something for free. Grant, give my fiance now wife something for free. And I'm like, hey, remember that free stuff? You never sent the free stuff. So I was like, yeah, I just, I didn't mention it. And literally like right as we were pulling into Mark's to pick up the Fago, uh, Tara DM me and said like, hey, like what's your spouse's shirt size? Cause I realized I never sent that out. And then I explained to her like why I never asked for it. I mean, I gave her the shirt size too, but I was like, yeah, I just felt, I don't feel right bugging somebody about free stuff and she explained it was okay to do it because like she understands like sometimes she forgets shit like that so whenever jeff and tara get there and we get a chance you know we walk up to tara give her all this fago and she's like really excited for it and then she's like oh i got a present for both of you so i was like oh shit the fuck you get me because i got like the shit's for her they gave us like this goodie bag of stuff stickers buttons silicone wristbands some dropkick depression posters the little uh dropkick depression books that tara has put out i think the first two a six pack of jeff's pop and some uh signed eight by tens and like that was something they didn't have to do like maybe it was because like i've sent them a lot of fago and i even sent one box full of stuff and it broke and lost everything. Like all he got was a fucking empty box, just cardboard. I really, and I felt devastated. A, he didn't get it. And I wasted money that went nowhere. Like nobody got anything out of it except for whoever got the things of Fago. And then like, I, I wasn't ever doing it for like payment. I was doing it for like, Oh, you like Fago. I can get it nearby. Like, let me send you some, let me share the wealth. 
And then like part of it was like also like get you on the podcast, a little sucking up, whatever. But even if I were, I would get rejected from the podcast. It's like, hey, you got Fago. Like, please enjoy it because I love it too. So when she hooked, hooked us up with that, uh, it, it made her weekend. And they are, they are two fucking awesome people. I now want to see Tara wrestle in person. I want to see Jeff wrestle more in person. Seeing him do like comedy wrestling is so much fun. Yeah, they're both uh, just hand, hands down awesome people. I'd, I'd love to go on a double date with Tara and Jeff. I think that'd be so much fun. There's a lot of stuff that like we agree on and all this kind of stuff. We had like a moment at the end of Saturday where we're all like standing around like talking about stuff and there's some awesome people. I, I'd love to see... I'd love to see them come to Ohio. They're both fantastic. That, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for me. If you get a chance, like I said before, check out the Mahoning Drive-In. Check out the LVAC. Maybe I'll come back. That's just a long drive. Still fun, though. All right, let's start to wrap this show up. As always, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we no longer have a merch store anywhere. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, at Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mikes, X Over Podcast, This Ends at Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And hashtag book gummy boar. Later. <laughs> It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And yeah, you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week